we can choose health or we can choose fear or love or abundance or scarcity. Yeah, we, we don't want that. We're always manifesting. Thoughts are the bricks that build the homes that we live in. When I realized that I had power, I was able to turn things around. And so the number one key to accomplishing everything that I've talked about during this interview is hello beautiful i'm rebecca davi and you're listening to the rebecca davi show empowering people around the world your journey is truly remarkable from raising 60 million dollars for impoverished populations as a grant writer to being awful thought snobs get what they want how did you set up on that remarkable journey well i'm 46 right now and I started my personal spiritual journey when I was about 28 or 29 years old. Amazing. And it just really came out of me being completely miserable. Okay. Mm. And all of the things that I had been taught to believe had pretty much destroyed my life. I didn't understand that until Dyer came into my life and he taught me about how all of this really works with the law of attraction and the spiritual laws and manifestation and how powerful we are just through our thoughts, words, and and actions and, and our emotions. When he taught me that, I was like, oh my God, this is why things are the way they are. And so I started doing the work and turned things around. Now it, it took me a while. It took me a while to do that, but all of that journey is what led me to doing this professionally. So I have been on my spiritual journey personally for about 17 years or so. Since I was a kid, as cheesy as this sounds, <laughs> I always wanted to be an author. And every job I've had has is, is always taken me to writing, you know, one way or the other. Yeah. And so I really, really wanted to write books. And so I manifested enough money to resign from my career in fundraising and do what I'm doing now. And so what I'm doing now is I have built a business from scratch. And when you first start out on this, you know, career path to be an author, it's not like you're, 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 you start making a lot of money right off the bat. And so I knew that I had to, to manifest a significant amount of money to do what I'm doing. And so that's what I did. And in May of 2021, I felt financially secure enough to resign and then start this new career. And now here, here I am. Amazing. I love the fact that you said that when you was a child, you always wanted to be an author. So it just shows that we're constantly manifesting, isn't it? Without us actually knowing and I would, I would talk, it's, it's like a burning desire that, that I always had. And when I was little, I would, you know, come up with titles for books and stuff. And, and, and I just went on into, you know, like my teenage years, but I was not raised in an environment that was supportive for me to do something like that, because my family, you know, they, they believed there was one way to make money. And women couldn't really make that much money anyway. You know, it was the men, you know, they they were the ones that, that could make the money, not the women. And so I was not only discouraged from my writing, but just, you know, kind of just hid, hid the dream completely and just started really keeping it to myself. And then I started to believe, I, I guess they're probably right. I would never be able to make a career out of that. And so it just went to the wayside for a very long time, but it kept coming back. 
And when you have a burning desire to do something and you want something that badly, that means you're meant to have it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's your intuition screaming at you. And so I decided to stop turning my back on it. And I started writing my first book in 2019 and I made every mistake there is to make writing that book. (laughs) And so now with the Thought Snob book, I, I, I know what I'm doing more than I did back in 2019 with that first book. And I'm searching for a publishing deal right now, but hopefully it won't be too much longer. Exactly. Fingers crossed. We're definitely on path. It will happen with ease. It will happen how it's meant to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. You've built up a huge following on social media, thousands of people, and you're constantly sharing your empowering message. And I love it. You said something previously, which I love. You said, we get what we want from the expectations we have for ourselves. So it's like we're constantly attracting things. We're always manifesting. And that is one big misconception about manifestation and I so wish we could find a new word for manifestation because it is so overused and and that's when people think it's more like propaganda and and it's not it's not propaganda we started manifesting things before before we even knew what we were doing and I'm one of those people putting out all these you know, uh, low energy vibes all around me. I was up worried and upset and aggravated and angry and bitter and jealous and resentful all the time. And that's what I was putting out, you know, into this, this, into the quantum field. Mm-hmm. Well, it comes back, it comes back. And, and our thoughts are the bricks that built the, the homes that we live in. And I lived in a very unhappy home for a very long time because I didn't realize that I was the one creating it. Mm-hmm. When I realized that I was in control, that I had power, I was able to turn things around. And it took me a while because during those years of just living by chance, I created some bad karma and I had to undo a lot of messes and I had to take out the trash. I mean, in my subconscious mind, I mean, it was like a landfill. And so, and that, those thoughts and all those emotions, I mean, that's what was bringing in all the, the toxic people, the, the bad experiences, the everything, bad, bad, bad people, places, and things. The whole experience was bad. But when I realized what was going on, things changed. And my life today looks nothing like it did, say, 20 years ago. I'm 46. I'm in much better health than I was at 26. All of those bad experiences and toxic relationships, it, you know, those things manifested into physical ailments. And I was sick. I was physically sick. And I'm not sick. I mean, I feel great and I felt great for a really long time. And when I realized that all of that was connected, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I became, you know, keenly aware of what I was saying and doing and thinking and feeling at all times. And when I became keenly aware of that, then the people started dropping off like flies because not everybody can take you to the next level and not everybody's meant to go with you to the next level. As those people dropped off, then people came in that could help me and get me to the next level. I love what you said there, Paul, in terms of not everyone's meant to be, not everyone's meant to come along with you. It has to be people who are also in alignment. Yes. And, and I say in my book, you know, you are what you eat, but you're also who you associate with. 
and the people around you are also creating your reality. And we have to be very, very careful there because if we're around people that constantly frustrate and irritate us, hurt our feelings, make us mad, then those are the feelings that are dominating our whole physiology. And when those are held for extended periods, those will manifest into more toxic people, more toxic experiences and health issues. It's karma. We get back what we put out there and the people around us play a significant role in that. And when I started surrounding myself with people that actually supported me and cared about me, things changed. And I stopped hearing no as much. And I started hearing yes. And opportunities started coming my way. And things just, it was a, it was a remarkable journey that the whole thing has been remarkable. And I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm just getting started. You said <laughs> earlier that you've studied Wayne Dyer. I know you've also mm-hmm. studied from the likes of Louise Hay and Deepak Chopra mm-hmm. to Abraham Hicks, who I absolutely love. I mean, how mm-hmm. have the teachings influence your understanding when it comes to manifestation and, and law of attraction? Well, right now, Deepak Chopra is actually my professor. I'm a student at the Chopra Center, and I'm working on the Chopra Total Wellbeing Certification. And I got my Chopra uh, certification as a meditation instructor back in, I think, April, early May. And so I'm going, you know, for the whole program. So Deepak's teachings, Louise, Wayne, Abraham, uh, Napoleon Hill, Gabby Bernstein, you know, all the greats, all of them, they all, and and this is when a light bulb went off with me too, because I was very hard headed going into my spiritual journey, but I noticed they all say the same thing. They just say it differently and they pitch it differently and their spiritual tools are all different, but they're all for the exact same purpose and that purpose and all of them put together that purpose is to get us to vibrate at a frequency that matches what we want instead of what we don't want. Because whatever we're matching to, we're going to get it, whether we want it or not. And that is the one thing that if I could stress to anyone that wasn't familiar with these concepts and these theories, is that right there. Yeah, it's it's all about energy and what we're putting out, we get back. And so flashback, say, 20 years ago, and I take a look at my life then. Well, it was a direct outcome of everything that I was thinking, saying and doing on a daily basis. I was a binge drinker and I would go. And, you know, prop up on a bar stool and hold that thing down, you know, for several hours. And all I did was talk about how horrible my life was, how bad everybody treated me. I stayed in victim mode and I would joke with people and it it would get a lot of laughs. And so I said it a lot, but I would say I was put on this earth to be tormented. Okay. If I'm saying that, I'm putting that out there and I've got other people believing it. No wonder my life was a mess. It was it was a life that really wasn't worth living. I was in I was in fight or flight every single day of my life. The minute I woke up, I had a lump in my throat. I stayed worried. And worrying is like praying for what you don't want. 
With the increase of people vocalising their experience with adversity, the stigma is finally being removed. Comparing the academic classroom with the athletic field whilst emphasising the need of supporting the disabled demographic, author Mark O'Brien presents his own experience of face adversity by putting together a strong portfolio of deeply felt fictional works. Published by Austin McCauley UK, the Final Fence Sophomores in the Saddle will question and educate you in a way you most feel comfortable using interpretive fiction whilst enabling you to understand life's adversity. And you can grab your copy of the Final Fence Sophomores in the Saddle at austinmccaulyuk.com. Final Fence is not about winning, it's all about living. And let's head back into this week's episode. And so I had to make a total transition and become keenly aware of all the bad habits that I had. And then I had to be willing to let go of everything that was making me sad. If you're not willing to let go of everything that's making you sad, then you're going to have a tough time making any changes. And so everything I learned from the greats isn't that right there. Yeah, I love that. Do you ever encounter any moments where you have doubts or challenges to apply the principle of being at a high vibrational frequency? And how were you able to overcome them? I went into it saying, okay, my way isn't working. Yeah. So I'm going to try this. And it's, I had never heard of the law of attraction or manifestation or living on purpose or anything when that Wayne Dyer book fell in my lap. And it was like, whoa, I mean, religion, organized religion had never made sense to me. The Bible had never made sense to me. I firmly believed in God, but that piece of everything did not make sense to me. The spirituality made sense to me. And so I just, I stayed the course, but I screwed up so much. I spent the first, say, two or three years just focusing on manifesting money because I thought that money would be the answer (laughs) to all my problems and it would have been I needed it desperately uh but I I didn't necessarily waste time doing that because that's when Mm -hmm. I learned all of the lessons but I skipped past the inner work I skipped past that and that's what caused that doubt to keep creeping back in because I was still I call this in my book poverty invaded mindset I was still in that mindset. I was still anticipating the next the next bad thing. So I wasn't able to do much during that time. I wasn't able to really manifest what I wanted. I was still getting tons of stuff that I didn't want. And so that that was my experience with the doubt. I had I had split thinking. And so I got the, it took me two or three years to get the big picture there. Again, I was very, very hard-headed and and had a lot of baggage, emotional baggage to undo. But when I started being open to forgiving all of the people that I was mad at, I was the queen of holding grudges. Mm-hmm. When I when I realized that forgiveness was for me and not for them, that's what really changed the trajectory of my life. Mm. And I, it was hard and it took me a long time. But the key is to become so emotionally resilient that you are not thrown off course that easily. I, I, you know, I say I might get mad in this day and time for 24 hours versus 24 years. And so it was me doing the forgiveness work, the emotional release work, admitting that I had trauma, Mm. feeling gratitude, 
you know, I wasn't a person that had really felt grateful for everything that I had. I was always looking at what I didn't have and getting really pissed off about that. And so th though all of those things put together killed that doubt and gave me a confidence like I had never had before. And through that, I became more emotionally resilient. And so I was able to manage my emotions in a, in a healthier way, which is something I hadn't been able to do in the past. I had very low emotional intelligence. And so doing all of that inner work paid off in more ways than one, tangible and, and non-tangible. And I had to do all of that before I could erase the doubt and the fear. And when I was able to do that, then every all those tangible manifestations and non-tangible manifestations that I've been focusing on, they came true, all of them, every single, every single one of them. And I, I made a vision board. Um, it was like back in, I think, 2009. Everything on that vision board came true. And then I made another one several years down, down the road. All of that came true. And then I made another one in 2019. It's still sitting in my office. And about 50% of what's on that vision board has, has manifested. And so just every so many years, my needs and my wants change. And so I just go at it. If I decide that I want something, I'll put it on the vision board and and I'll focus on it until I believe that I have it because that's the key. And then once I believe I have it, then I will keep on, I will move on and know that it's coming. It's a process, isn't it? It's, it's a person. It does take time. It does. And it depends on the person. It depends on where you are energetically. And for a person like me, I was vibing so low when I first started. It took me a lot longer than most people. But if you're a person that goes into this and you've got a pretty good attitude and you're not harboring a bunch of debilitating emotions, then you will be able to move a lot quicker than I did. It just depends on the person and where that person stands energetically. Yeah. The good news is you can always raise that vibe. You can always raise it and you can start right now and that's the backbone of everything I do is creating those techniques to help people do that what would you say is like key principles or the key strategy that they need to take to manifest the life they desire you have to have an unwavering confidence and your abilities to create what you want and you also have to have an unwavering confidence that you deserve it. And so the number one key to accomplishing everything that I've talked about during this interview is meditation. Until I started meditating, I wasn't able to do much. And the meditation worked. It has benefited me in more ways than one. And I mean, it, it, it has improved my life so much that I went to the Chopra Center to get a certification to teach it. And if you don't meditate and things are haywire and chaotic, meditation will calm that energy down. It will calm those emotions down. It will, it will give you clarity. Mm. It reduces the inflammation in your body that causes 
any all disease, any disease known to man, inflammation's at the root of it. So if there's a disturbance in the mind, there's a disturbance in the body. And meditation will reduce that inflammation. It will stop those crazy thoughts. I mean, we have like, I don't know, between 60 to 70, 80,000 thoughts a day. And if they just run wild and, and you don't do anything to, to tame those down, then all of a sudden, all you're thinking about all day long is just gibberish. It's not, you're not living on purpose. You're just kind of floating around. And so meditation will calm those thoughts down to where you, your mind's not racing all the time. And you, you feel better. You, 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 you operate at a, at a higher level of consciousness and awareness. And so you see things differently. You start to see people differently. You start to see yourself and everybody around you, which will keep you from hating people so much or getting angry with people so much. I used to fight and argue with people all the time and meditation just killed that urge to, to fight and argue with people. And the person who's trying to fight and argue with you is often thrown for a loop because they're used to you reacting. And it's nearly impossible to argue with someone who has no desire to be right. And so the meditation is what gave me that emotional resilience that I needed to stay, stay on course and, and do it the right way. And so if I had to stress anything to anyone, it would be meditation. Yeah. I mean, as you're saying that, Paul, it it makes me think of kind of like tuning into radio frequency, like kind of getting yourself more in tune. And you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. Because when we are born into this world, we are, I mean, we're coming from a place of pure consciousness. Mm. but we lose our our true essence Mm. when we get out and start operating in society and we start watching all this crazy stuff on tv and we start listening to all this crazy stuff and we let our agents of socialization tell us what to do instead of doing what we really want to do and so when we listen to other people instead of ourselves then sooner or later we're going to lose a little bit of that intuitive sense. We're not going to be divinely guided. And the next thing you know, if we don't catch it in time, we're going to find ourselves at 90 years old, sitting sitting there with a bunch of regrets, you know, because we've just been living by chance. Losing our individuality. Absolutely. That yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And when you meditate daily, see, operating out around in society, work environments, just, you know, dealing, dealing with people and social media and, 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 and just this distress that comes to us on a daily basis that accumulates. And if we don't release it, then it's going to turn into some type of physical ailment or some type of manifestation that we don't want. Mm -hmm. And so the meditation releases that stress. It's like, it's like taking out your, uh, like taking out the trash, I, I meditate twice a day. So I take out the emotional trash twice a day. So it doesn't build up and accumulate and turn into a bunch of nonsense I don't want. And if we're not doing that, then it's 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 it makes it more difficult to attract what we want. We continue to attract what we don't want when we're not doing the inner work. Yeah, we, we don't want that. <laughs> I mean, what no. I don't know. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who may be struggling to manifest positive changes in their life? I think you have to really decide what you don't want. 
and be very specific about what you don't want. Yeah. And then let what you don't want guide you to decide what you do want. And I made two lists. I did a don't want list and an I want list. And when I got very specific and realized what it was that I wanted, I actually surprised myself as I worked through that exercise because again, I thought that it was it was just money. You know, money is what I needed. But when I started working through my don't wants, I realized that I wanted supportive people around me. I wanted to be respected. I wanted to help people. I wanted to feel better. And so all those things guided my I wants. And I used those I want statements to envision my ideal life. And I would spend an hour to two hours a day envisioning my ideal life. And I would conjure up all of those high vibe emotions that cause things to manifest quickly. Enthusiasm, love, gratitude, excitement, joy, happiness, all of those things. And so one to two hours a day, that was the only time in my day that I was feeling those emotions, that I was feeling good. And so those emotions were canceling out all of the anger and bitterness that I was feeling when I was operating about an activity in my daily life. And so I would come out of those envisioning sessions and I didn't even feel normal in my reality at that time because I was already living a better life up here. And so overall, I felt better because I had hope for like the first time in my life. And so for anybody that's struggling with creating their ideal world, get specific about what you don't want, then get specific about what you do want. And then what you do want, take it to take it, take it up here and start envisioning it every single day. And mm -hmm. I designed a it's on, it's on my website at polliswoke.com. I designed a 15 minute guided meditation for people to help them conjure up those emotions associated with what they want to attract and everybody who uses that meditation loves it and the more you use it of course the better but that's the absolute best advice that I can give anybody because when they start to dig into their don't wants and their wants other things are going to pop up and they're going to realize they've got emotions to release people to forgive possibly forgive themselves and when they do that inner work, then that's going to help cancel out that doubt. And then when they start envisioning, that's going to cancel out that doubt even more. Then the next thing you know, they're going to have more clarity and they'll they'll start receiving that divine wisdom and that divine guidance, which never fails us ever. And when you tap into that, you're unstoppable. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> Can you give us some of the manifestations that have had like profound impact on your life? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I have, I mean, I have, I, I will tell you um, one that a person may not expect. So during all of those years, basically the first three decades of my life, all of the toxic relationships, all of the um, um, negative belief systems that were instilled in me during childhood that wrecked my adulthood, all, all of that first, 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 you know, three decades. So during all that time, 
I manifested a condition called interstitial cystitis, and it's commonly referred to as IC. Hmm. And it is this weird bladder condition that you you are intolerant to anything that's highly acidic. Yeah. And so after struggling with some strange bladder issues for several years, I was finally diagnosed with the IC in 2016. Now, IC is more common in women than it is men. Yeah. And most women are debilitated by IC. Now, it never debilitated me, but I wasn't willing to let it debilitate me. So um, I struggled with that for years was, you know, taking medications here and there. And it, it, it did make me uncomfortable at times. Yeah. Just pain is painful. It's very annoying. Well, when I started practicing primordial sound meditation, I was symptom free within about a month. And as I sit here right now, I don't have any symptoms from IC. And this is something I've struggled with since I was 18 and just didn't know what it was. It's it's misunderstood by uh, health insurance companies and medical professionals. Yeah. And those weird those weird issues really started when I was like 18. And so all through my twenties and, you know, early thirties, I struggled with that and just lived with it and accepted it because they told me there's no cure. Well, there actually is. Um, I have reduced the inflammation in my body and the IC is, it's not showing up. I don't, I don't have any symptoms and I have even tested it. Like I used to take, um, this, these tablets called pre-leaf. Yeah, And you can get them off Amazon. They're cheap, highly effective miracle for people with IC, but you take those before you eat or drink anything acidic. And so if I were to eat, um, let's say uh, tomato sauce on, on spaghetti, that would send me into a flare. That's what, that's what we call it when our bladder is so irritated that we're in pain. And so I would take those pre-leaf before I would eat anything acidic and it would tame that down some. And sometimes I I wouldn't get a flare, but sometimes I still would. So I even started eating the stuff that would send me into a flare in the past without the pre-leaf. Just just to test this, I'm I'm not, I don't need it. I don't need the pre-leaf anymore. That is amazing. So that's one of the, one of the most miraculous um, things that I have manifested is is the is the perfect health. I would just want to point that out because if if you don't feel well, you're not going to manifest what you want anyway. Mm. And that that has been miraculous for me. Wow, that is actually incredible. I mean, where do you see yourself in like twenty years from now? If everything comes to pass the way that I have it planned, which I fully intend on that happening, then I will have a property in the Hamptons. Let's see, I'm 46. So I would be, oh Lord, I would be 66. I will have several New York Times number one bestsellers under my belt. My business will be 50 times the size that it is right now. I will have my own television show Amen. and I will be in 
perfect health. Like at 66, I want to, I don't, I don't want to be much different, like physically, emotionally, whatever than I am right now. So I just want to kind of like, I'll grow old gracefully, but not pass, you know, not passively. Yeah. So at 66, I mean, physically, mentally, I want to still be youthful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot of stuff right there. <laughs> I can see it though. I can, I can see yeah. it early for you, especially like what you said in terms of talk show. I can see you doing that. And also it's all a mindset, isn't it? It's all a mindset. It is. It's whatever you think you are, then that's what you are. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, that's just the way it is. And so, and it, and it's clearly evident if you observe people's lifestyles and, mm. and it's starkly different. Absolutely. You know, lifestyles are so different. Yeah. What's the reason for that? It's like, mm. God doesn't bless one person more than another. And so what's the reason for that? Why are some people sick their entire lives mm. and some people healthy their entire lives? What's, what's yeah. the reason? And so we're all from the same source. So that's how I view everything. It's, it all has to do with what the person thinks they are. Yes. And the choices we make. Yes. We're infinite choice makers. And I mean, call it God, the universe, the divine, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But we were given free will by this higher power. And so at any moment we can choose suffering or we could choose health or we can choose fear or love or abundance or scarcity you know we we can we we make those choices Great. and so in every moment you know we're making choices that either create health or create disease or create love or create fear I mean you know I can keep going but it's what we think about ourselves and the world that we live in amazing Absolutely incredible. Great words there, Paula. I mean, how can, how can the viewers and the listeners, how can they get in contact with you and follow you along the journey? So I have a website that has actually just been revamped. I, I finally like it, I think. <laughs> um, I'm picky about that stuff. Right. That, and I'm sure you are too, because your, your website's awesome. Uh, my website is paulaswope.com. And then I'm very active on TikTok and my handle on TikTok is at pbswope111. And then on Instagram, I'm at the Paula Swope. But if you go to my website, it'll take you to all of that stuff and my YouTube channel and my email and my services. It's all on my website. Paula, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're absolutely amazing. And um, thank you for shining your beautiful light in the world and constantly empowering people, women and men to, to manifest the life they truly deserve and desire. I think what you're yes. doing is Really awesome. And, and that's how I, I discovered you, isn't it? It was on TikTok doing your amazing work. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. I think you're absolutely incredible. And I look forward to what you're going to be manifesting like 20 years from now. It's going to be truly remarkable. I think so. I, thank you. Seriously, I really appreciate everything that you're doing in this world. I'm excited to see it all coming to fruition. 
I am too. I am too. And I hope that we can stay in touch and I'm following you now on everything. And I listened to a few of your podcasts yesterday and I love everything that you're doing too. And I, I even, I wrote down, um, your mission it says you envision a world without pain and suffering, a world filled with love, peace, and joy. And this is the only way to achieve. Okay. This, this is the only way to achieve that. Like what we're talking about right now, that's the only way to achieve all of that. And, and we can do that. We can. We can. Absolutely. We can. We just got to get everybody else on board. That's it. Which we're doing. So that, that, that's the most enjoyable part. And some of the mind implement and watching it all grow and, Mm-hmm. So people live their greatest lives. I can't think of anything more more fulfilling, more rewarding. Seeing people's lives transform, it's, yeah, it gives me a buzz. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And it's not like this is. Um, I'm not. This is not a job to me. I'm not. I'm not working. You know, I'm doing what I love to do, and and helping people in the process. And and that's what I've always wanted wanted to do at this level. And so people like you are allowing me to do that. And I'm very, very appreciative of you inviting me to come on your show. And I love your red lipstick, by the way. It's so pretty. Also, it's part of our new, our new line, Skin Inclusive. It's actually the irresistible gloss. I'll okay. have I'm gonna some. I'm going to send some your way. <laughs> I'm going to send some your do way. Do that. I was getting ready to write it down. But if you're going to send me some, yes, because I love my red lipsticks. I love them. I'm going to send you some. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 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 I'll wear it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. You have to have an unwavering confidence in your abilities to create what you want and unwavering confidence that you deserve it. <laughs>